Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Hey, everyone. Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy, along with my co-host for the podcast, my partner in life, and my wife, Rachel Campos-Duffy. Sean, we're back at the kitchen table, and it's a tough topic we're going to talk about because we're talking about the degeneration and the pornification of our culture and how it's being reflected back into our politics in in some pretty shocking ways. So Colorado Representative Lauren Bobart has been making headlines since her first footsteps on Capitol Hill, but actually it's her latest over-the-top act that truly exemplifies how so many politicians today reflect that degenerate, classless porn hub culture. So Bobart, who, was, who, by the way, is in the middle of a divorce from her husband, was caught in a leaked video being groped and fondled by her new boyfriend. By the way, I think most of us saw that video. It was Yeah, a, a lot of much. people saw it, yeah. yeah. Um, and, it, of course, this happened in a Denver theater. She was famously watching Beetlejuice, the musical. Who knew that that was a musical? And someone got so excited over Beetlejuice yeah. singing. Beetlejuice the musical, is that about um, the, the former baby. mayor of uh, Chicago, right. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot? I don't know. Um, I but what's, what's interesting is the media is showing as much outrage for the fact um, that she's, they're, they're less interested in the fact that she's being groped by her boyfriend, though they're definitely ripping on her for that. They're also equally outraged that she's vaping. And using flash photography um, as if these were equal offenses. Now, eventually, Bobart gets kicked out of the theater over her actions. And then... Um, oh, she seemed a little intoxicated when she was kicked yeah, out. Yeah, she, she, she looked like she, like she was, was kind of stumbling in her, you know, something. very, yeah. you know, revealing dress. Um, then Bobart's husband, she hasn't yet divorced from her husband, so I guess it's his, her estranged husband, goes public and blames himself for the incident because he had cheated on her, which was the cause of the divorce. Um, and so he takes full responsibility. Then she comes back and says, yeah, um, I'm, you know, it was the divorce. And we're going to talk, she actually has an interview we're going to go to um, from TMZ later on that I think is sort of political art. Um, so we're going to go look at that in just a well. little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but let's remember, um, all of this is playing out in public to the horror of her children and her constituents. Um, the days of serving in public office where you actually looked up to your, you know, congressman, congresswoman, I think those days are long over. Um, 
But I think the worst sign of what's happening, and, and, and this makes Bobart stuff seem like child's play. Child's play. The worst sign of the porn hub times that we're living in is Democrat Susanna Gibson. Now, she is running for Virginia State House. She was just out as, as having performed sex acts online for money, telling her porn hub viewers or her porn viewers, or she's not actually on Pornhub, but some no. other like even worse what's site the, what's than Pornhub. What's the site you get money for? I, I don't even. It's like OnlyFans, but cheaper. Yes. But cheaper, right? It's like a cheaper version of OnlyFans. Yes. Um, on this site, she, um, she tells her viewers that she likes being choked. Um, she it's, tells them that they can watch her urinate on her husband because her husband, Chatterbait is the site. Yeah. Chatterbait. Um, now her husband is also part of this, you know, couples project that they're on working on. It's a money-making scheme. It's a money-making right? it's a business. scheme. It's, it's, a, it's business. a side hustle, a, a side hustle for them. Who knew you could work from home? Yep. She's working from home and she tells her viewers, you can actually urinate on my husband for, I'll urinate on my husband for money, for tips. How, for tips. How much money will you pay me to do this? Um, again, this is a married mother of two and believe it or not, Sean, she taped some of this after she launched her campaign. So this is not like something she did in her early twenties and regrets. This is something she did you know, after she launched her campaign, she's got two kids. Um, but just to just just to be clear, so she's not re- re- recording herself for later playback. I think this is live. It's supposed to not be recorded, and so if you're there to see it, you see it. If you don't, you can't, you can't go back and and replay it. Someone, probably a Republican, saw this video, saw she's running for the House of Delegates, and recorded it and leaked it out. Yeah, but before that. So um, the, I think it was the Washington Post actually found out, you know, got got wind of the story and gave her a heads up. So she was able to take down a bunch of images. So they were helping her. Meanwhile, they're absolutely pounding Bobart, right? Like Bobart is like, you know, the, you know, woman that they're going after. And this woman, they're basically giving her a pass, actually helping her by giving her time to erase some of the images. Now, here's the deal. While there is no comparison between the actions that uh, between these two moms, and I want to make that very clear, there is no comparison between Lauren Bobart being felt up in a theater and vaping and taking flash photography, and this woman who's doing that was a Fox News alert. That was a Fox News alert. <laughs> That's a Fox News alert. Um, I'm, I'm muting my phone right now. There's no comparison. I still think that um, both sides of the aisle, Republicans, conservatives, need to be outraged um, at what has become of our society, that our officials are being held um, to the lowest standards possible. Now, I believe that the behavior of both of these women should be a wake-up call. Uh, first of all, imagine the humiliation for their children. These images are going to be there forever. Right. And in another example of sliding standards, Sean, there's Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman. Um, this is a man who wears short, uh, hoodies to hearings. Shorts, he- shorts hoodies to hearings uh, on the on the floor of the Senate. Um, just the, the the decorum of these bodies is real, right? And and there's respect for the body, which I'm going to get into some of the things that I've done as well when we when we talk. You're about You're not this. as bad as Fetterman, but you've no, had I'm your not- you've had your uh, incidents. I, I have a little more class, and I'm more restrained when I break the rules than John Fetterman. We'll talk- <laughs> We're going to talk about how Sean broke the rules in in just a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, so he's actually, so here's, here's Fetterman, who's, you know, not exactly high standards himself. He decides to weigh in on the Bobart affair, not the Virginia Democrat affair, but he weighs in on the Bobart tapes, uh, uh, videos and says, basically, um, he puts out a tweet that says, I figure if I take up vaping and grabbing the hog during a live musical, they'll make me a folk hero, meaning the Republicans, Fox News, etc. Um, grabbing the hog, though, I don't, do you know what that means? I don't know what that means. It must be some, I don't know. Well, it could be a pretty yeah. bad reference, but yeah. Who knows what that means? I have not heard it before, but I'm imagining what he means by that. Um, so he's, of course, responding to the... There's been some controversy because the Senate has relaxed the rules um, on dress code for him, specifically. Yeah. So now he's saying, you guys are criticizing me. Look at Lauren Bobart being felt up in the, in, the, in the theater. Here's the bottom line, Sean. We are normalizing porn. The average age, by the way, for a young boy or girl to watch pornography is like 10 or 11 years old. Um, we're sexualizing children. We're allowing our whole nation to descend into basically a nation of slobs. I mean, have you been to the airport lately? Just mm-hmm. look around, just do 10 minutes of people watching in any public space. There's just no sense of decorum and standards anymore. So why so- are we surprised that, you know, our public officials are acting like slobs or like, so let's get into it. Let's start with, with Bobart um, and Gibson, right? So, um, and the first thing I want to talk about is, again, the attention and, and the media criticism for both. And that's not the story that y- you're, you're pointing out here because it is about the degradation of our leaders and the sexualization of our culture, the lack of morals, the lack of faith uh, that exists today that we probably had 30, 40 years ago. But the media, which I saw this firsthand in Congress, they pound Republicans um, and they defend Democrats all the time. And so when Democrats actually get tough questions in an interview, they're kind of shocked. They don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Where Republicans become accustomed to the, the tough question, the hard question. They learn skills to deal with um, a very aggressive press where Democrats don't. And you see here again, you mentioned these two, these two acts are very, very different. Yeah, again, really, Lauren Bobart. To be fair, about again, that. I don't like it. I'm. I, we're going to talk oh, about the impact on but, the kids. Hold, we, we can, but Lauren Bobart held herself out as as a as a mom and a gun owner and you know a person of of uh, a conservative um, faith and values. Yeah. And I guess the video that we saw didn't match the public image that she projected. Now. I don't know what's going on in her life. Obviously, she's going through a, a divorce. Her husband says he was cheating on her. Obviously, it has to be an incredibly stressful time uh, and painful time for her. Um, but when you're in the public eye, even when the lights are down, uh, it, the cameras must be rolling on us all the time because footage comes out where she's getting groped it, in the theater. CT, what is it? CTTV, whatever. Like the, It's like the security cameras. Yeah, that caught it. Um, so it wasn't even like it, the video does not look like it's even like somebody in the theater recording her. It looks like it's just, you know, security cam footage. So she was she had to fly into D.C. this week because it con- Congress is in session. There's a lot of big things going on. And TMZ finds her coming out of the airport and um, she actually engages in this interview, which I think is a little bit of political uh, this is high art. Like the way she handles this, I have to give so, her credit. Can, it's I, can I first say, so I, I forget the guy's name from TMZ, but he's on the Hill all the time. 
one of the nicest reporters you'll come across. Mm-hmm. And he works with TMZ, which usually say TMZ's asked me questions. I don't want to talk to him. Yeah. But he's actually very nice, very pleasant. Yeah. He's very disarming. He's so pleasant. And they have actually a brilliant interaction. Politically and, speaking. Politically, right. Um, thank you. Politically speaking. Mm-hmm. Lauren Bobart, Lauren Bobart handles this very well. Let's, let's, listen let's go to, to the video, see how Lauren Bobart responds to the questions about the incident at Beetlejuice in Denver. Watch. All right. Here it is. Punks from, I know it's, you know, been a rough week. What has it been? Uh, you know, it's, um, it's always hard whenever, um, there's gravity put on the voters. I'm here to provide levity and lift burdens off of people. So anytime that they're carrying mine, it's something that, you know, I kind of feel deep inside. But ultimately, all future date nights have been canceled. And, um, I learned to check party affiliations, uh, before you go on a date. Uh, but, all in all, um, you know, it was, uh, it was mostly a lovely time, and, you know, I've taken responsibility for my actions. Um, I'd love to know how the, the musical ended, and I encourage people to go and see it. But, um, yeah, it, it was a great time back in the district seeing voters. And uh, So how, how are the voters taking it? How are the voters taking it right now? Are they understanding at this moment? Yeah, there's a lot of folks who are certainly understanding, um, and they understand that it was a part of my life, my private time, something that I rarely indulge in, and uh, yeah. And when, when you say affiliation as far as knowing not to date the opposite side? Well, TMZ, I'm pretty sure you told the world I went on a date with a Democrat. So, <laughs> so, 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 so when, when it comes like that, when those times when you're, when it... No, he, he was, he's a wonderful man, and it was, um, it was, it was a great time to, uh, to go out, have dinner, enjoy part of a show, and uh, yeah, now it's back to work. We're here in D.C. Okay. And focusing nope. on so taking So, is that is that date life? Is that over with him? Because of some people say, because he he had a drag bar or his his bar yeah, no, nothing, down, nothing think, to do with anything or anybody reported. But okay. honestly, he's a private citizen, and um, you know we we peacefully parted at this time. Uh, great man, great friend, and I wish him all the best. Okay, so what's next for you? What's next what's for next, me, what's man? Next we, got for a, you? we got a spending battle. We got all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, we got impeachment underway. Uh, I don't know how long we're going to be here. One week, three weeks, four weeks. I don't know. Uh, so I've, I've told my boys to, uh, you know, wait, wait for mom. And maybe if it's too long, I'll bring them out here and we'll enjoy DC together. All right, back to business, then. That's right. All right, thank Lots you so much, Carson. Wait right there. We're going to have more of that conversation next. Since the 1970s, working class Americans and U.S. investors who saved wealth in dollars have seen the dollar lose over 80% of its purchasing power. In contrast, investors who diversified their cash into gold saw gold appreciate over 5,000%. For Americans who invested $50,000 in gold when America left the gold standard in the 70s, their gold is worth more than $2.5 million today. While gold carries no guarantees and past performance does not equal future results, investors who do their own research will see that gold's performance over this time span is what gold has consistently done in the face of eroding paper currencies. For over 15 years, St. Joseph Partners has built its business with a singular focus on helping investors diversify their wealth and protect their families in physical gold and silver you hold in your hand. Don't let your hard-earned savings go unhedged. Call St. Joseph Partners or go to our joint website, kitchengold.net, not .com. That is kitchengold.net and protect your wealth. 
Let's just quick unpack this for a second, yeah. because first off, she makes light of the situation, talking about the gravity on the backs of voters right now, and she's here to bring some levity to the voters, right? She's, she's saying, I'm here to solve your problems, and now you're having to deal with my my messy personal life, as you know, because it's now in the public. Well, I thought the levity was she was bringing some humor to politics. Oh, right you now. got that from it. Yes, yeah, I, that's true. Which she did bring some humor to politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. But also... Uh, she's making reference to this date being with a Democrat. She says, I, I probably should have checked party affiliation. You guys all have, and I'm dating a Democrat future. Check mm-hmm. the party affiliation. Are the Democrats or Republicans? Yeah. Uh, well, listen, from a dating perspective, I have to agree with that. Watch prior podcasts. Yeah. Date, parties. Date within your parties. party, yeah. Then she takes responsibility, right? This I, I take responsibility for what I've done. Uh, that was a quick responsibility, but she has in a lengthier post on Facebook taken responsibility for her actions. She's kind of funny. It says, it's curious how the the musical ended. Here's the one right. thing. She didn't get to see the end because right. she was pulled out of the theater. Here's the one thing that, that she slides by on, but this cannot be true. She says the voters, they understand her. it's her personal life. And listen, voters are forgiving. Amer- Americans are forgiving when you ask for forgiveness. But I can't imagine that when she saw voters, if she did see voters after this incident, that she wasn't she did. getting. She did because it was on break, right? Major blowback. What do you think? What do you think the um, reaction was? Listen, I think they're they're going to express their disappointment. Um, who really is she? You've 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 talked about one set of values on the campaign trail, but you're exhibiting a different set of values on another, and she'll have to explain that. Um, and uh, when she does, um, they'll decide whether it's honest and truthful, and whether she needs to, um, you know, ask for more forgiveness, or they accept her apology and they move on. But but uh, again, well, go ahead. what about the reaction? Because she's now coming to DC. So what's the reaction that she gets? I mean, to me, it would be so embarrassing to have to go back into the, you know, see all my colleagues on. It's embarrassing with the constituents and that's the most important. But there's also got to be like coming back to Capitol Hill and seeing all the other Republicans, many of whom, by the way, on her own side, don't like her. So in, 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 there's a lot of scandals or stories that happen. People make it into the news. We don't always talk about them. You don't always hear them. But members of Congress hear the stories that are being reported about other members of Congress. And it can be embarrassing to go back onto the House sure. floor when you have everyone knowing these negative stories that are being told about you. Um, and obviously, it becomes very personal mm-hmm. because the story is about you. Um, and I always found that, you know, there can be a shunning, you know, uh, a removal. No, no one wants to talk to you about what happened. And I think the best advice is, and I've done this before with an individual who sent a graphic picture of themselves um, to someone they were dating. And, and it got leaked. And it got leaked. And really uncomfortable. But I was like, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Which prompted him, I've had better weeks. It's like, yes, you have had better so weeks. So you're saying just Let get him, it out. Yeah, acknowledge what's happening with people. Yeah. Don't, don't shun them. Yeah. Um, and it gives them a chance for a quick explanation. A, maybe a quick laugh and then be able to move on. I thought what she did too was to try to refocus away from what happened in that theater and focus on the fight that her voters actually do care about, which is spending and a potential impeachment of Joe Biden. Bring yeah. it back to the work that they sent you to Washington to do, which at the end of that interview, she she did bring up. Yeah. So this was, a, I watched this. To me, this was a masterclass on how to handle that that incident. Um, so I think politically speaking, she handled it beautifully with, with grace, with humor, um, with, um, you know, sort of enough levity 
to sort of brush it aside and, as you said, move on. This was a master class, politically speaking. By the way, she didn't run away from the camera. She didn't no, I, she I, didn't. She didn't. She engaged. And, was, and this was a good person to engage with because he was, you know, a, a likable, nice guy who disarmed, very disarming. That said, that's the political art. The other thing is she's a mom. Mm-hmm. This is humiliating for her family. This is humiliating for her children. Um, this is because she's a public figure. It has an impact on the culture. And, and also she's a bit of a pop culture figure herself. You know, she's not some obscure member of Congress that we have to look up when I, where they're from. Everyone knows who she is. She's that gun toting woman. Um, she's so attractive. I mean, look at her. I don't look that good coming out of the airport. Um, she's attractive. She's, you know, um, got, got a, a strong voice in the party. And so that she does this does have an impact or reflection on our culture. I look at the other woman, Susanna Gibson from Virginia. I mean, these are humiliations for their children. Sean, just think about when, when I drive the kids to school. When I'm driving the kids to school, I'll sometimes put on my music. Um, you know, it'll be 80s music. Or country. Or country. And if I, if the music's a little loud and I open the door because they're going to get out, they're like, turn down the music. Think about how many things are embarrassing to your yeah. kids by just being a mom, let alone doing these things as a mom and they're in public. And by the way, and we're going to, we're going to talk about this in another episode, uh, because it's, it's somewhat related. And again, I don't want to, I don't want to overstate what Lauren Bobart did. I mean, she got felt up in a theater. It's, you know, it happens to a lot of 16 year old girls. Um, you know, it happens, but I, 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 she is a grown mom and we're seeing a rise in moms on only, on only fans. Um, you see this Virginia Democrat who's taking, who's, you know, performing sex acts with her husband online and lives in a suburban neighborhood and, you know, runs for office even after she does this. There is a normalization of, of pornography and of pornographic behavior in our culture. And kids are suffering. We're now, if you're online and Reddit and, you know, sort of these social media sites where kids, where young kids gather and talk, you're starting to hear kids who are becoming depressed, suicidal, some even committing suicide because they're being humiliated and teased by their friends because their moms are on OnlyFans. What is going on here? So, uh, again, I, as I look at Lauren Bobart in a theater, yeah, she's being felt up. She Can someone see that happening possibly in the theater? Yes. It's dark in there, though. And she's vaping. Okay. But she didn't do this intentionally for public display, right? She's in a public place, but she wasn't trying to project this out into the universe and actually make money off it. Where Are you a Bobart apologist? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, but, I'm, but, I'm, but, I, but I am. I think it's really important. Gibson, again, you, no comparison. you have the hubris that you're going to actually run for office all the while engaging, taking your clothes off, engaging in sex acts with your husband in front of a camera, sex in front of a camera, put it out on the internet and ask people to pay you. Yeah. There is no comparison in, in these two situations. And you would think by the way, the press has treated the scenarios. Lauren Bobart is um, a devil. I'm not going to use other words that they would call her. And they've come to the defense of Susan Gibson. 
Democrats. Oh yeah. People giving money.、Um, They doubled down on their support for her, Sean. It's the death of shame in America.、Yeah. Uh, again, when certain things happen, it was shameful. It's it's embarrassing.、Um, there's no more of that.、There's, you would think in an instant when these tapes came out, Susan Gibson would have been out of the race. But oh no, she's not leaving. And Democrats, you would think, you know, we've kind of lost our way with with the Christian right. We've lost our way with the working men and women who put boots on that still want to raise families and still go to church. Maybe if we don't support Susan Gibson, that could give us some more credibility with those voters. The problem they have, though, is the liberal elites who have lost all value, all morality. They don't. They don't want to see. They're like, what's the, Gibson,、right? They're like is, what's the problem? What's the problem? This is the culture that we do want to live in. We're the culture that says, not. It's great that Susan Gibson, an adult, fifty-year-old woman with two kids, is doing this. That's not enough. We want actually kids to explore these ideas themselves in books in elementary school.、Right. That's where their party's at. Yeah. But again, they're going to come after Lauren Bobart. Give me a break. So I'm not an apologist,、yeah. but I do. I mean, the way the stories are handled is outrageous. But to your point, Rachel. Something's happening in our culture where we have leaders, whether it's the two we're talking about right now, but even I mean, Hunter Biden's not in office. He's not. He's not. A, he's 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 not an elected public figure, but his father is. And to have a father that'll come out and defend Hunter Biden and what he's done with prostitutes and drugs, really bad life choices.、Oh, but also, and they're all on. They're all for all of us to see on off his laptop. Off his laptop. That, oh, by the way, also, also dating your dead brother's wife—all of these things outrageous. And Joe Biden defends it. And what it does is it it sends certain messages. Our kids get bad messages on social media all the time. They can find bad messages and bad content on the internet. But when you have your leaders actually exhibiting bad behavior or supporting bad people, even if, even if it's their son, that. I think reinforces what these kids see online, and so instead of inspiring them to be better, to do better, to have higher value, these politicians, these leaders, are going into the gutter where the kids are already at. So, what are we teaching them? Yeah. Now, listen. There's some people. So, so I, when you were talking, I was thinking about Nancy Mace at the at the prayer breakfast, where she gets invited to a prayer breakfast for Tim Scott. And she gets up to say, "Listen, I, I almost was late because I was in bed with my fiance, and he wanted me to stay in bed and kind of get it on." And she kind of didn't quite say it like that, but it wasn't much different than that. And he said, "Come on, honey, come back to bed." And I said, "Honey, I got to go to a prayer breakfast." And like she thought that was a totally normal thing to say at a prayer breakfast. And I'm like. What universe is she living in? Except, have you ever been to a prayer breakfast? But maybe not. Maybe this is what happens when you're you're new to a prayer breakfast. But let's be honest. We have Don, we have Donald Trump, and he has trysts with with、um, you know porn stars and paying that off. Now you can say that all happened before, right? He was in president. It isn't like it, it, was all, it, it all happened before. But there is sort of.、Um, But I will say that, and it, again, I, I don't want to. Donald Trump has a, a storied past for sure. Yeah. But also, he tried to elevate to the presidency. Yeah. Right. Democrats might disagree with that, but they kind of、um, want to remind him of everything he everything did in the past. past. <laughs> but、um, he tried to present elegance、uh, in the White House with his wife, with his family. That's true.、Um, himself, the, the、yeah. he didn't get the respect from the media, but he tried to, to to rise to the occasion. He did. Yeah, he did, he, and, and he wasn't doing like you know, interns in the 
you know, in the Oval Office and stuff that Bill Clinton was doing. And really, you know, if you go back to that, that's sort of like the moment where everything fell apart, in yeah. my view. I mean, Wither had always been politicians doing naughty things. Um, and, and that's just kind of because we're all we're all sinful people. But the sort of normalization of it, the sort of public display of it has been, I think, really damaging to the culture to the point where now we have suburban moms um, who are who are in office or running for office, aspiring for office, who are now engaged in this kind of behavior. And I think that it, w- w- this is something that we have to decide as a culture. I don't know, Sean, if, 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 you know, the genie's out of the bottle and we can't put this back in, can we reel back this culture? Um, is it too late? Um, ha- has, has the culture become so pornified? I mean, I love what they're doing in France, for example, where they're, you know, they're requiring people, um, who want to view pornography to register, you know, it, so that they know they're an adult. Utah might be doing that as well. So I listen. Utah might, you know, there's a few states that are doing it. And so Pornhub has said, we won't allow, we won't even be in those states that require verification that you're 18 and older. And it, it's so profitable for them to have underage, you know, new customers that are going to become lifelong addicts of porn that they have, they can basically give up on those states and say, fine, we won't even be in that state just to, just to, you know, make a statement. And they go to these other states where they know that there's no verification that young children are getting their minds polluted by this. And that the ultimate thing that's happening is the entire culture is being infected by this. And, 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 and I think again, I, I don't want to overstate what happened with Bobart. I think it's gross and I feel bad for her children. I feel bad for her constituents, but, um, uh, I will say that, you know, what we're seeing in Virginia is next level stuff. And I think it's going to become more common. And it's and it's the defense of that behavior by other people who probably lead diff- different lifestyles, would make different choices. But defending uh, her sexual escapades online with her husband, that that to me was shocking. But again, it's it specifically shows how far the Democrat Party has fallen. Can we fall. talk a minute about what happened? Because we, we teased that you had broken the, the decorum rules uh, that I, I, are yeah. now. So let's let's Take break down what's happened with Fetterman. All right, so John Fetterman, uh, the new senator from Pennsylvania, um, when he was running for, obviously he had a stroke uh, during the campaign. And uh, he has a long history, even when he was mayor, of wearing hoodies and shorts. Um, and it's one thing if you're a mayor wearing a hoodie and shorts, and then he was on the campaign trail wearing hoodies and shorts. Um, he put a suit on, I think, for the debate mm-hmm. uh, with Dr. Oz. But now he's going to the Senate, and there is uh, a dress code that the House and the Senate both have, and, and that is that you wear a, a suit and tie if you're a man. Uh, and the dress code used to be for women that they had to wear a dress. Now, that was changed, and so women can now wear pants. Pantsuits. And... and, uh, and uh, um, an appropriate top. Um, now, I'll admit some of those rules are sometimes broken. I'm going to get into that in a second. My own um, scandalous um, reprimand that took place in the House by yeah. a couple speakers, actually. But John Fetterman, I'm sorry, in the U.S. Senate, the greatest deliberative body in the world, or what used to be the greatest deliberative body, that you're going to wear a hoodie and shorts to a hearing, to a press conference, That's and right. on the Senate floor, um, I think that undermines the whole institution, every member that serves in it, and it undermines that institution in the eyes of every foreign diplomat, leader, uh, president, 
as they look upon this country. And if they look at what's happening in America, the slow slide that's happened here, this is just another example of America has lost its way. America is not what it was 30 years ago, 20 years ago. It's something very different. And John Fetterman encompasses that wearing hoodies in the Senate. He looks like a teenage boy that woke up on a Saturday morning and put on a pair of baggy basketball shorts. If my son tried to wear that to church, I'd be like, get back in the house, get changed. Um, There's no question about that. And he's going... Um, you know, as you said, to represent his state in 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 this in the U.S. Senate, which should be a place of of esteem. Now, Sean, when you were in Congress, there was a congresswoman, I believe, out of Texas, who liked to wear like these. Frederica fancy, Wilson. She liked to wear these fancy like yes. kind kind of cowboy hats, and she would coordinate her hats with her outfits, and it was always very flamboyant. But you're not allowed to wear a hat in 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 the House um, chamber, right? No, you can't. You, you can't wear uh, uh, top gear. So so the Speaker of the House at that time was uh, Paul Ryan and and people were wanting to crack down. Paul Ryan and others were trying to crack down to kind of bring things back to standards. And so they went to her and they said, hey, listen, you cannot wear this hat anymore because it, it, you're not allowed to wear a hat and it's, you're breaking the dress code. And the defense for Frederica Wilson was, oh, yeah. Well, what about Sean Duffy? No, 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 no. She didn't say that. Whoa, 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 whoa. But I will say this. Um, so I, 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 I don't wear basketball shorts and hoodies, but I love my jeans. I was, I was, I, I was a lumberjack sports. I'm from Wisconsin. He lives in jeans. I live in my jeans. So on many occasions, I would have my jeans on. I'd put, down a, uh, put on a shirt with a tie and a jacket, and I'd go to the floor. Now, if I did that, I didn't have a suit on, I would stay in the back of the chamber or I'd be in the cloakroom. That's the, the, there's a Republican cloakroom and a Democrat cloakroom. It's a, just a room off the back of the House chamber. I would stay in there in my jeans and I'd quick pop out and vote and then pop back in the cloakroom. I would never walk around the House floor in my mm. jeans. I would never go to a hearing. I was on financial services. Never went to a hearing, but for in a suit. If I'm going to speak on the House floor, I'll be in a suit. If I'm going to go to a press conference, I'm going to be in a suit, unless I was back in Wisconsin and we we're on the campaign trail. John Fetterman is wearing a hoodie and shorts to hearings and on the Senate floor mm-hmm. doing press. So there's a different standard. By the way, Paul Ryan and John Boehner, um, they, they gave remarks from the dais about how we had to improve our, our dress code. And then they referenced, and you know who we're talking about, who we're talking to. <laughs> so Is they, that they, you? They didn't name names, but there's well, a Well, I heard the voicemail that Paul left you. Do you remember? Yes. Paul left you a voicemail and we kind of chuckled, but then you were like, you know what? He's right. Well, well, Paul Ryan's, we're both from Wisconsin. And his point was, listen, if, if I can't get my own guys from Wisconsin to follow the dress code, how am I going to get anyone else to follow the dress yeah, code? So course. step it up. You're making, you're making my job hard, which I, pre- I appreciate. No, I think he was absolutely right on this. I mean, we yeah. laugh because he's, he, you know, he's a friend of yours. And like, this was like a stern, like, yeah. he was dressing me down. A little bit. Yeah, he's dressing you down. And dressed. so we thought it was kind of funny because you were dressed down. He dressed you down. So can I ask, can I give one other example? So one, I did not work out a lot in the house. Um, I should have worked out more. It's a regret that I have. It's a big regret Rachel has as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but I was working out and sometimes they can call votes very quickly. So I was in the gym working out. They call votes and um, didn't I, didn't, realize it. I didn't have time to, to put anything else on, but I had my gym attire. So I ran out of the gym and I went to the house floor in a pair of shorts, again, I stayed in the back. I quickly okay. voted. 
But again, that was shocking that someone go, would go to the House floor to cast their vote mm-hmm. and then quickly leave because no one does that. Right. right? And I was caught in a tough spot and I, want, I didn't want to miss the vote. And so I, I, I did it. It was a one-time ordeal. And by the way, I always made sure that that never happened to me again. Right. Happened to you once and never, never, never again. again. I think, um, listen, I think standards um, should be met. Um, I think that the entire country needs to raise its standards. And listen, I give forgiveness for people when they were young and we all make mistakes. And I do love how you always bring up <clears throat> how forgiving the American people are. And they certainly are. Um, you know, you and I certainly have from our own, you know, real world days, things that we regret doing. And of course we do. we're on tape because of the nature of the show. And the age um, of the participants. And the age of the participants. <laughs> But there is something when you're a parent, when you're a mother is in particular, and I don't care if people think that this is, you know, sexist of me to say when you're a mom um, and you know everything you do is embarrassing to your kids anyway, flip and step it up, man. Be be respectable. Um, it, no, you should not be an OnlyFans mom and think you can be a chaperone on the on the school in the school, you know, trip school trip. I mean, I know there's big debates online about that. Um no, if you don't show judge that is such a lack of judgment. You should not be the chaperone on the trip and you should not humiliate your children like that. And Lauren Bobart should not be being felt up in the theater, um, you know, at this age with two kids. And I get that she's going through a divorce and it can be hard and all that. But you're a member of Congress as well as a mom. And this other woman off the charts, like literally, if we don't put our foot down with Susanna Gibson and say enough. I hope she loses roundly. We will see what happens in her district. But this is, there's something going on in the culture that is so deep, so gross, that um, if we don't address this, I I, I think we're we're, going to be permanently lost. Wait right there. We'll have more of this conversation next. Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. So listen, we're all humans and parents are humans as well. And parents make mistakes. It happens all Agreed. the time. Um, Agreed. Which is why in the Catholic faith, we have confession. Yes. Um, and Because we're all sinners. Yeah. And we don't always live up to the standards that we set. Yeah. Right. Um, but on a continual basis, you want to try to do things that are going to make your children proud, right? And again, they'll always be embarrassed of you. They'll always find some stupid thing to go like, mm-hmm. don't do that. Stop doing that. Don't talk to me right now because, you know, I don't want my friends to see that I actually have a mom. So I don't hug me in front of everybody. But in the end, you, you want them to be, to be proud of you and the way you engage in public. And again, everyone can do things that are embarrassing. Um, 
But this is kind of beyond the pale. It's next level. But I think worse than that, the fact that it's next level, especially with Susanna Gibson, uh, I just, I'm so repulsed by that woman. I can't even say enough about it. But what we should not do as, as a country and as a nation, as a population is normalize it. And that's my concern is that we are normalizing this behavior. So even though Lauren Bobart gave a masterclass answer to TMZ, What's going to happen is that becomes a new normal. And that's my concern about but, it. Listen, just, I'll, she, she asked for forgiveness. She did. And she, I, she I give her that grace. Quickly. She yeah. has to deal with her, her, her own family, her own kids back at home. Brilliantly really, handled. Really hard situation. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how the voters respond to her. But the voters have a choice with uh, Susan Gibson. Um, and they have a choice. But are they going to send her to be a, a, a representative in the House of Delegates in Virginia? I hope not, uh, Gosh, I because hope not. the 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 in, intentional degradation of that body would be real if they elect someone who de- de- denigrated her own body and her own family. Because well, what she well, what she did was to her not just to herself; she did this to her children. Um, her children will have to live with that forever. That it's 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 so beyond the pale, um, egregious that we just we simply cannot normalize it. And I hope, she, I hope she loses. And by the way, if, if those people in that district, Sean, they will, they can never count on that woman to defend their children from the sexualization in, in, in school, yeah. from the degradation of the society, because she's part of it. That's right. She's part of it. And by the way, all the Democrats that are supporting her, um, shame on them and shame they too them. should be held to account. So listen, yeah. and by the way, that would include Eric Holder. That would include Tim Kaine. Um, the list is long of Democrats that are supporting this. That's woman. right. Well, a great conversation at the kitchen table. Uh, kind of a downer of a, it is a little topics. bit, but sometimes we just gotta, you gotta talk about, we gotta it. talk about this stuff. It's not easy. Um, but it's, it's what's happening in our culture. So, and so we chat about culture. At the kitchen table. At the kitchen table. All right, listen, if you like our podcast, please rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can always find us at foxnewspodcasts.com. Uh, please subscribe. You get a notice every time a podcast drops. Every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can get the kitchen table. Again, later on, uh, about a month away, we're going five days a week. Um, so we can't wait for that. Um, and until next time. What? Bye, everybody. I was just going to say that now that you're out of Congress, you can wear jeans all the time I can, on the I, podcast. I I'm not going to. I'm not going to call and reprimand you for that. I appreciate that because I don't wear uh, a suit at my own kitchen table. So <laughs> I know I won't. Uh, with that, thank you, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription and Apple Podcast, and Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.